Yes, yes, it is DJ Ski from Dash Radio, and you are now listening to the number one South Asian radio station in the world. I'm talking about Ruckus Avenue Radio, Dash Radio's exclusive South Asian station. Let's go. I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose, and what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and on this week's episode, two of the co-founders and creators of the Marathi content production company Bharatiya Digital Party, Paula McGlynn and Sarang Sathaya. Stay tuned. In a way, I've always thought about the snapshot of life and the culture around me as being a patchwork of sketches, all connected by a common theme, me. Internally, and especially growing up in an Indian American house where Marathi language was the norm, the narration of this in my head was a crazy blend of stories that involved Pula Deshpande and Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live merging with my own jokes and life observations. Later on, as sketch shows like Goodness Gracious Me or The Office or Larry David on Curb really highlighted, the mundane and nuanced observations of life as we know it can be among the most hilarious, relatable, smart, and thought-provoking subject matter. In today's crazy landscape, though, of digital content choices, is it actually possible to capture this through cutting-edge sketch scene production, make it easily available online, and use Marathi as a vehicle for great storytelling? If you think it is, then you're probably one of the millions who've watched and enjoyed content that's being produced by Bharipa, or the Bharatiya Digital Party. For two of the founders and co-creators, Paula McGlynn and Sarang Sartie, telling clever and relevant local Marathi stories with a fresh global perspective has really been their signature. Paula's a native Canadian, and Sarang is from Pune. And along with their team, they've developed a huge online audience through their content that doesn't simply bring smart comedy, but also issue-based messaging about sex education, mental health, and domestic violence. For me, as a near-native speaker, the presence of a progressive digital cultural movement in Marathi has been absolutely great to watch, and I was really eager to catch up with them, simply as a fan. The IE and Me series is what had me, um, you know, for the most part, but on, on top of that, I think you have so many fans, and at least now you have one extra Maraki Baurak Manus uh, to be a, a, a fan. I think, I think you using this word Baurak will make Ameya most happy. It's, it's Ameya Vag who started this trend in Baripa of instead of abusing, because suddenly we were all uh, like facing censorship and uh, facing flack for abusing and things like that. So we like. Bauer is insulting enough uh, as any other abuse because only Maharashtrians will know what it means. Like yes, <laughs> yes. But no, the the truth is is that you guys have built a phenomenon. You know, with over uh, a million followers and you know countless million, 127, 130 million views. What is bringing people to be so compelled by what you're doing? You know, are they attracted to uh, the people, the content, both. What do you think is the is the magic here? 
I think there are two factors in terms of Bhadipa as an entity. People started uh, relating to us so quickly uh, in such a short span is because this content was missing. It's as simple as that. Now, if you go online and see, there are so many other content creators in particular language, this Marathi, not just Marathi, other regional languages too, uh, who have actually done way better than us. Too. Uh, probably uh, we are um, still catching up, but. When we started out, there was no one, like literally we went online and uh, searched simple keywords, Marathi web content, Marathi web series, Marathi web show, Marathi blog. blog, and total of like six, seven videos came up, uh, who had just produced one pilot episode and had never followed up, uh, or some of them were like long three hour interviews with no editing. Uh, so it felt like, uh, how come nothing exists? Like, yeah. it felt really weird. So we just, just, like when Paula came up with the idea of starting something in Marathi, we just jumped on it. We tried something and immediately within a week, everyone wanted a piece of it. Mm. So like the entire industry responded well, uh, audience responded well. But as you rightly said, the big breakthrough happened through INME. Mm. Uh, when we were doing INME, um, we were pretty sure how good it is. And the writer of IME, IME, which is Varun Narvekar, uh, he came up with this concept for some other brand. And they rejected this idea, saying yeah. that there's nothing in it. And what we thought was in it was like extreme relatability. You feel like, oh, this has happened to me and it has never been portrayed on screen. So... <laughs> yeah, and, and so I mean, that relatability is, is the huge yeah. factor, right? Uh, there is such a huge and long tradition and history of Marathi creativity. And yet, you know, the void of this was there. And, you know, Paula, if, if for you, even looking at this from your lens and when you came up and conceptualized all this, I mean, why do you think that was? What what uh, what was maybe the genesis behind the gap and what were kind of the like kernels of great thought and idea that came into making this happen? Well, I think... After we recovered from the initial shock of why there was no Marathi language content creators on YouTube or Facebook at that time, wasn't into video, but um, the the first thing was that, you know, for me, it was, it was almost the easiest thing you can do. If you're a creative person, uh, start a YouTube channel. And, and that's what I was raised on. I mean, I remember the genesis of YouTube when I was like 10 years old and uh, shifting onto that platform from like other random, you know, flash video sites and stuff. And um, just having a YouTube channel just didn't seem like a big deal. So it was a big surprise to see that there was nothing out there. But I think that probably one of the main reasons why it didn't catch on is, of course, five years ago, India's access to the internet was much uh, more restricted to urban areas. And a lot changed in the last five years after Geo came in and gave a lot more access to um, non-urban, non-metro cities. So that had a huge impact on, um, on how things have picked up since we started. And one of the other main reasons, I think, is that the industry and why we started it is that the general Marathi industry was very good and very comfortable in the space that they had. Yeah. Uh, occupying, you know, the theater space, radio, television, film, and 
I don't know, so many other places where they were creating content that um, I don't think for most people in the Marathi industry, it doesn't really make sense uh, to get into web. And for us, it made sense because we were trying to get into the mainstream industry and we were having a lot of luck. (laughs) We were pitching ourselves a lot all over the place, but because we were young and uh, a mix of uh, naive and also arrogant, not wanting to, you know, listen to anybody else's advice or which, ideas. Which, by, by the way, is the best ingredient for creativity, right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's why we thought, okay, well, YouTube is a viable option for us because we, if I was a big famous filmmaker, I wouldn't start a YouTube channel. Right. But, you know, because we were young and struggling, it, it's, we just saw it as an obvious gap to fill and so we jumped in. Well, and, and I mean, is, is it, does it speak to the idea that, you know, really your phone is your studio? It's so empowering, whether you're a, you know, giant, well-known uh, production house or somebody on, um, on the street or in a village who's got an amazing idea. Uh, I yeah, think that's the success of TikTok in a nutshell. Yeah. It's, it's just bringing... Also, 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 I think, uh, like, as she rightly pointed out, uh, uh, post Geo's penetration uh, and um, post that, like, whatever happened with other networks too, uh, what happened was, like, voices which were never, ever heard got a platform and it was so easy and accessible. For instance, there is this uh, My Village Kitchen, one of the most famous channels in India. Uh, that guy unfortunately passed away who started the uh, channel, but it's still running uh, okay. and the villagers are running it. And it was just an old man cooking without any commentary, without any vlogging, without anything. He just was making recipes for the entire village. Right. And people were just watching it for hours and there was no edit involved in it. It's, it was just engaging because it was good. What he was making was honest and good. So people were just watching it for hours. Uh, and I feel that's the power that you got from your phone suddenly because your phones was, were delivering the technology which was not accessible. I bought an SLR at the age of 26. Got as in a friend of mine gifted it to me because I designed his office, uh, his startup office. So he just like from that money somehow. Man. And uh, I tried to shoot on it a um, couple of times, some short films, some ideas that are part of Bhadi Pana. Uh, yeah. I tried to shoot on it, but it was so difficult to work with that kind of a gadget, uh, bringing it on uh, online from offline and then editing it. And it wasn't easy tech wise. Yeah. But tech is so simple nowadays. Like you can literally edit everything on your phone. Uh, There are auto editors. Some people just take photos and videos and put them in those apps and they make videos out of it. So that has helped a lot. You know, now that you have five years of, you know, veteran experience doing this, with the success and with the growth of of Bharipa, are those... Um, days initially where you have this mix of like naive and arrogance and youth as those, you know, are five years ago, do you lose some of the boldness that you can, you know, sort of work with, or do you find that that's even more amplified now that you have all this success behind you? No, I think it's a great question. Uh, To an extent, I will agree that we do uh, miss the boldness sometimes. 
Yeah. Uh, fortunately, we have found a way to set reminders. Basically, we have a team which is below twenty. Uh, so, uh, uh, like, lot so of find are, someone else who's naive and young and arrogant. Yeah. So, yeah. a lot of people are around twenty-five who are like midway uh, from where we are and from where these kids are. But there are nineteen, twenty-year-old kids who will uh, suddenly send us something really. uh trash and really uh something that we don't agree with uh and then we usually what our approach is in, instead of saying no to them what we say is that prove us wrong tell us why do you want to do this and if the argument is reasonable enough uh after they pass that naive stage because the ideas come from the naive uh, mindset yeah. but eventually they start justifying it and finding the answers to it on their own so that they can make it work and if those ideas then in exchange start working then we make it happen for them you're listening to trust me i know what i'm doing after a quick break we'll come back for our conversation with paula mcglin and sarang sarthey stay tuned Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation with Paula and Sarang from Bharipa. Yeah, and you know, it's funny you you mentioned that because on your website, all of you your profile pictures are your childhood shots. Yeah. And <laughs> does that speak to kind of the the playful nature of this in the first place? Yeah, I would say the team at Bharipa and the people who we work with are overall um Of course it's a very young team but I would say that there's it's we're a bit of a motley crew. We're um there's a lot of odd people in our company including us so so just unexpected different types of people coming together because of um I don't know the spirit of what we're doing. Yeah. And and that strange combination also brings out a lot of interesting ideas and I think that probably While on one hand we like to tell ourselves that you know content doesn't have to be edgy to be good doesn't have to be bold all of the time yeah one of the things that we um we are also trying to do is you know while you take something like an eye in me which helps you grow on mass it helps you reach out to as many people as possible because it's highly highly relatable yeah you can also balance it out with the odd Up level, yeah, you you balance it out with a couple of other shows. You start introducing new topics to that audience, and for example, our series Zoom is a perfect example of how we are sort of trying to take that mainstream, you know, family space 
into a place where we can also talk about, you know, kids drinking for the first time, the trouble that they get into. And then how that also impacts the family and kind of create conversations around that. And it's not a novel uh, experience. It's something that most of us have gone through if you're over the age of like 18. (laughs) Um, But it's, uh, it's something that I think is not easily explored yeah. In, in mainstream space. So we're also just trying to take it step by step. And then we also have our OTT content, which is where we can really just break that, all of the boundaries. Yeah, that, over there, we are trying to break as many boundaries as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, of course, not. that doesn't mean that we just want to make bold content or controversial content. Um, it's a blend, right? Yeah. 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 And when we first started also, we wanted we had a very clear conversation about it when we started Bharipa that um, in the first six months after we started casting Kachudame and Nippon, uh, we, we got a mixture of reactions apart from a lot of industry people appreciating it. Some people were like, you know, how can you call your show this? These guys yeah. are just eating girls on the couch uh, without really understanding the show. Or, um, and then other YouTube channels started popping up, which were all about like, hey, YouTube doesn't have censorship. YouTube doesn't have a certification board. So mainstream industry people started making extremely vulgar. Vulgar, <laughs> vulgar yeah. uh, is, is the word that people use, but I would, you know, a lot of abuses, yeah. um, off color jokes, uh, mm. non politically correct stuff. Um, and it worked like crazy for a while. Yeah. And we had, we had a real fear that what that was going to do is was going to sort of put new audiences off of Marathi language YouTube content. Yeah. Like we didn't want it to go in a space where suddenly if you search for Marathi web series on YouTube, it's all like B-grade, you know, right. <laughs> almost film kind of stuff. We didn't want it to go in that space. So we decided as Bharipa that what we would do is make a conscious de- decision to make sure that our channel is accessible to like families. And it's something that you yeah. don't need headphones to watch. And that, uh, saying that I, we don't mean families in a conservative sense, like our right. uh, INA has a Game of Thrones episode, like INA <laughs> and Game of Thrones, where yeah. I gets introduced to Game of Thrones. So uh, we are not saying that you should be extremely conservative about families. Families also can be uh, progressive and liberal and just yeah. portray it in a right way. That's all. But you know what that what that says is it's kind of like a modern reverence, right? I mean, you you want to be progressive, you want to be inclusive, but you don't want to lose the capital of what it means to be Marathi. And I mean, is is that in in some ways kind of the mission uh, of of Bharipa? I I don't think so. It just comes from a culture uh, like a Marathi culture, as say, uh, as per se. Like so, what happened is Paula Anusha and I met on a film shoot and uh, during that shoot we realized that whatever work we have done for the longest time has not been um, keeping us happy Mm. Uh, and not just just because we are not able to tell stories that we wanted or like the creative satisfaction all that set apart just as human beings we are not in a happy space with where we were working sure so, uh, so of course some places in the past we have worked have given us a like really good sort of flexibility and, and opportunity. Yeah, education, money, opportunity, and they all also have been really impactful on our life. But the sort of uh, 
craziness you need in your life, the happiness you need in was missing, and that's where it started from. Mm. More than um, preserving any culture or anything, it's just being respectful about people. Uh, they shouldn't be. Uh, they sh- all should be heard. Like for example, in Bharipa, uh, regularly we have online. lectures online classes for people in lockdown so that they don't go through anxiety uh, we uh, have a proper posh uh, act in place at for 20 year olds which uh, is a very posh, posh <laughs> act is prevention of prevention of sexual harassment in the workplace yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, all of these things are in place and that was a shocking thing for in fact for a marathi industry in fact right. it was very new for uh, everyone and uh, the kind of uh, rules that we have set uh, are more towards sort of respecting the other human being yes. so it necessarily didn't come from marathi culture uh, especially one is a canadian one is a maharashtrian one is a tamilian in the founders right so you can't really put your finger on which culture we have adopted it's just like a nice culture that's all <laughs> and yet and yet the the mode of that respect is through marathi Right. Yeah. 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 Um, That uh, because we, uh, I think we, even Anusha will agree with this. Uh, I think we are in love with the language too. Marathi lang- as a language has so much to offer because right now as I've been brought up uh, in Pune in Sadashu Pet, went to an English medium school, terrible school, but went to an English medium school. Yeah. Uh, so uh, ideally, I should. Use English as my first preferred language. Uh, now that I'm staying in Bandra and I've been um, educated in English, but I my first thought goes in Marathi because there is so much vocabulary that is available for each and every emotion that I'm going through. Uh, it's very particular. It it reads what it has been written. Like the script reads exactly how it has been written. You yeah. don't have to like you don't have any silent R's and V's and whatnot in it. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, and you know, and and it, it's your, it's your, it's the language you probably dream in. It's the yes. language, it's yeah. the language. It's your mother tongue. It's it's what you probably first hear. Yeah. And and yeah. again, the being the mode of what you chose to create in has it, you know, maybe indirectly generated some new twenty twenty one pride in the language. Do you think? I think that was our hope for sure when we started in Marathi. We knew that. Um, we knew that there was a huge audience who was consuming other YouTube videos in Hindi and English from around the world. They were watching Game of Thrones. They were, you know, waking up at six o'clock in the morning to download the latest episode before it came on Hotstar. Right. And they were um, Maharashtrians who are not connecting to the mainstream. Mm. content that they're getting in marathi they're not connecting to uh you know this daily soaps which are going on television they are not very interested in what's happening in the mainstream commercial cinema um and it's because you know the industry was in a kind of a comfort zone but right. the rest the youth that had kind of come out of this were coming into this globalized space where they had access to the internet and so much international content and our hope was that if we can just do the same thing but in marathi language mm-hmm. people will choose to watch that over something in english because ideally if your content is of the same quality but it's in your mother tongue you will choose to watch what's in your mother tongue especially when it comes to comedy 
Well, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because so my wife and I are both Marathi. We've tried to raise um, our kids with at least a lot of exposure to that. And one of the methods of that um, has been media and content. So, you know, I mean, for example, our kids and I, we were all hooked on this one cereal called Asmita for like a yeah. year. And yeah. um, and more than just the actual content it was, it was just listening to that over and over again. But the whole, I, the whole idea and concept of that, and, and yet it is important. And yet, you know, storytelling is so universal, right? I mean, it's, you can tell a story and the impact doesn't necessarily have to be solely on someone who speaks Marathi. And so have you had any kind of surprises or unexpected feedback who, from people who have absolutely no connection to Marathi language whatsoever? Yeah. So uh, that, that it has happened to us with especially Hindi speaking audience mm-hmm. and through INME because again, INME is a universal thing. Like I don't think so. Paula had a far different childhood than us. Yeah. Uh, apart it's from, about moms. Yeah. Traditionally. Right. <laughs> yeah, she, they will talk about embarrassing things in front of uh, uh, friends. They will talk about um, your stool cycles in front of everyone. Like, so moms yeah. are that all, all all around the world. So that's right. that's somewhere where we got a lot of relatable ones. And strangely enough, we got a um, lot of um, non-Marathi audience for casting couch too, because yeah. I I feel. Um, one is that we did couple of episodes with Anurag Kashyap and Radhika Apte who have lot lot more like uh, international presence than any other uh, celebrities in India. Even like mainstream Bollywood people don't have that kind of international presence. So that helps. But I think uh, the kind of international impact that we wish to um, sort of create through Marathi hasn't happened yet. We are still waiting for that day. Yeah. And uh, the idea is that we... we do this as a, we say this line as a, <laughs> to get an applause at a seminar, <laughs> to end our note whenever we are called as speakers, but it's, it's genuinely our wish that it happens one day, that the way we get up here to watch a Game of Thrones early morning, uh, yeah. when HBO is releasing a new episode, people are all awake here early morning, because it's night over there in US. Um, same thing we want to happen with a Marathi show where people are, Waking up early in the morning in the US to watch it. Yeah. And for that, of course, we will need to get uh, need to get into the long format game. We already have started getting into it. We made three shows this year. Uh, two have been shot. One is being in process right now. So, I think one day it will happen. It's not internationally. We haven't made a big impact, and we do want to make it with the same language and not compromising on so we are making a hindi show which will we we know that which will be watched internationally yeah but we also want to make it in marathi and achieve the same impact well and and i think the idea of relatability whether it's a story like ienemy and and even just some of the themes about relationships and the diversity of those relationships but you're right i mean the common themes are common i mean i although I don't know, Paula, if your mom was ever giving you Erendale tale, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Actually, yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's a nurse also, constipation and all of that stuff was like a... Well, so, so you're, you're, you're in the club then, I guess. Um, yeah. We call it castor oil, right? Right. Exactly. Castor oil is relieving constipation around the world. <laughs> You're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After a quick break, we'll come back for our conversation with Paula McGlynn, 
and sarang sarthe. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Maya Batra, and you can check out RuckusAvenueRadio.com for more information and for the latest on station programming and more. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation with Paula McGlynn and Sarang Sarthe of the Bharatiya Digital Party. Let me ask you this. I mean, you know, Paula, one of the obvious questions then would be, what's a nice Marathi girl like you doing with this guy over here? <laughs> I mean, you know, um, and, and the reason I kind of ask that is for someone who's growing up in Canada and whose childhood experiences are not the same in that you're, you're not dreaming in Marathi, perhaps, or it's not your mother tongue. And yet your lens on this has been so critical to the development of Bharipa and for this partnership with, with Sarang. How, how does that feel, even on a day-to-day basis? How does some of your experiences growing up bleed into the content or bleed into the creative process? I think one thing which was really essential to the partnership um, with Sarang and also Anusha, our third founder, um, a, a really important part was our shared uh, kind of middle-class upbringing, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Um, aspiring middle-class with liberal parents who let us, you know, explore the arts and culture side of, you know, having a career. Um, being uh, for Sarang and I, you know, the disappointing younger child who decided to pursue arts okay, instead so that's of that's what it is. There it is. And and we also uh, really bonded together within the first few months of meeting because of this project we were working on, and we realized that we had extremely shared values, a lot of idealism, and. Um, wanting not like the reason we all entered this field is that we really wanted uh to enjoy our work every day and feel satisfied creatively every day and you know not save our creative pursuits for the weekends and and that was that's i mean an an essential part of what drove us into this field in the first place so off the bat we already had that foundation that we shared um how does that experience bleed into Bharipa? I would say it's it's very interesting to see how, you know, you can take a sketch format, which say some something on this note would have been done maybe in the US somewhere in Canada. Somebody's done a blog, somebody's done uh, an interview show, like Between Two Ferns. Uh, was a huge stylistic influence on casting Gautamaya and Nippon. 
And, and being able to draw on those references when we are ideating and when we are thinking of new content is something that I can definitely contribute to because I'm, I've been sort of steeped in this yeah, I, internet I, culture since a very young age. I, I think we, we do acknowledge the fact that the whole mockumentary style in uh, Casting Couch was introduced to us by Paula in a way uh, mm-hmm. and not through uh, and not through between two films but actually she made a um, sort of a I love uh, mockumentaries. Mockumentaries. Yeah. And she made a documentary when she was in school and she uh, showed it to us. At that point, I didn't get what this format is. Then I started yeah. watching Office and other shows and right. I was like, that's a great comedy format and that hadn't been used in India at all uh, at that point. In fact, uh, I don't remember any example before Casting Couch where people were talking to the camera and um, uh, still doing a fiction piece. So... Um, yeah, so is that some film or something like that and that's the only one I can think of yeah I, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that was one film uh, when Clinton or Bush had visited India like at, at that yeah, time I, mean, so, I would listen I would love to see a, a spinal tap version of uh, you know Bharipa or, or some kind of um, you know best in show or Shit's Creek and, and those kinds yeah. of you know, so we, we have developed those kind of shows and we, they, uh, like we are extremely proud of it. Uh, the industry is opening up slowly. Hopefully in the next couple of years, you'll get to see uh, those kind of sit- sitcoms, mockumentary style sitcoms from us. So yeah. let's, let's see how it goes. You know, one of the themes here of like a Zach Galifianakis type of at least concept and, and maybe some of the either, I mean, ranging from spoofs to like true mockumentaries, but one of the things that, that definitely is draws, at least drew me, um, when I first was seeing some of the Paripa uh, snippets was the whole concept of the observationalist. You know, at least for my parents' generation, Pula Deshpande was certainly a, an influence. And for, mm-hmm. for me, at least, uh, the kind of Seinfeld or, or Dave Chappelle comedy where you, you just take these, these routine observations, but you're really developing them into, into something further. Have there been particular influences or, or other kinds of traditional Marathi uh, artists who really are, are informing you guys as you keep going with this? Uh, for me, there have been really good influences because I uh, also did theater for almost 16 years. Mm. So I was lucky enough to get um, good company. Yeah. Uh, of, in fact, I uh, like one big influence, of course, Pula Deshpande, but Pula Deshpande got introduced to me way later in my life. Strangely enough, in my house, uh, they all have uh, like, we used to have Pula Deshpande cassettes, but they were not that big of a fan uh, that they, you like in some household, it was playing all the time. Yeah. Like you go to their house and you could hear Pula Deshpande somewhere right. in the kitchen saying yeah. something to someone. Yeah. <laughs> so that was in the uh, condition at our house. My dad was more into uh, Kishore and Rafi. So that's what used to play at our house. However, what happened was during theater times, a uh, lot of uh, good influences happened, including Pula Deshpande, Madhuri Purandare, who um, workshopped us about Marathi language and the way she approached Marathi language was far different than what was taught in school. Sure. So that, that sort of brought in love for the language. Uh, apart from that, I 
was really lucky to spend a lot of time not lot of time like say four sessions which is a lot for that age yeah. uh, with uh, Vijay Tendulkar one on one so that yeah. helped a lot in terms of how you look at things uh, because uh, all his plays are so dark and dramatic but they are talking about very very uh, accessible people it's mm. it's not like uh, it's not like a world that you have never seen you you know that you have seen um these people somewhere all his characters and then you visit their dark side and you feel like oh uh, this right. is something that i've never seen and i know that we are talking about comedy here but the observation that he used to have in his writing sure is something that influenced me a lot uh so in in that term, terms yes a uh, lot of classics that have influenced when it came to stand up it was strangely an american indian who uh, sort of influenced me for the first time and i saw hasan minaj yeah. uh, and i was like okay the stories that he's telling i have been narrating my stories like that for a longest time now mm. uh, why hasn't it been structured yet because when before that i had seen dev chapel and all of those other comics yeah. but somehow it still felt alien it felt like this is not something that i would be able to do i don't have that kind of angst i don't have that kind of anger about things or spite about things i am uh, far more i find it far more funny what i went through yeah uh, and uh, then just i don't feel angry about it i feel angry <laughs> about lot more things than that so well, can, and and again it reminds us that you don't have to be the the angry man or or the angry woman to to really be funny and observational yeah yeah and hasan also has a wonderful storytelling element to yeah. his comedy like his uh, homecoming king is extremely um, yeah. narrative Yeah. And and in that sense I didn't think we were both really inspired that stand up comedy could be um basically just telling one long story. Right. Well, and and yeah. I mean so for for those influences for for you Paula and and the ones that you've had growing up in Pune Sarang, I mean, you know, the the idea behind that kind of synergy and even that synchronization is that sort of emblematic and vital to Bharatipa's success like having that that real blend of of so many different influences and and so many different structures um yes, has that been exactly. sort of a good formula yeah definitely because what happens is that we we personally don't believe in and you can clearly see the mixed culture and interracial interaction over here <laughs> but uh we don't personally uh feel that any culture uh yeah it will get better only because of influences it will uh, also degrade because of influences yeah. but all of it has to be uh, to keep it living and thriving it has to go through everything and for that uh, it needs to be mixed it needs to be experimented with and then whatever you like you keep it whatever you don't like you throw it out as simple as that and that's how bhadipa has also been uh, we have tried some formats which are extremely experimental and we got a huge backlash that right up top uh, and then we threw it out of the window and we are like okay we let's not get into this again but that doesn't mean that we won't experiment again we will experiment with something else uh so that's the same thing that is happening with mixing cultures for us i think it's it's important for everybody to remember that human culture has always been fluid it's mm-hmm. there has never been a pure form of any human culture and the proof of that is you know why do we have so many religions why do we have so many different branches of 
society and and it's because it's it is we're living we're all a mishmash of different things and no none of us you know you you know do one of those um ancestry.com you know blood right. tests or something like that we'll all see the proof is is there there is no pure form to it and while there is some um traditions that you know should definitely be valued and upheld as being important historically for a culture that doesn't mean that you can't experiment and build upon those traditions also and, and with that i mean with that blending and that constant evolution do you guys really feel that bharipa and maybe others who are creating similar content are, are you in some ways are we seeing sort of a uh, a major revolution of what um, entertainment is really defined as in, especially in India, but, you know, uh, in this kind of genre of um, a specific language. I think um, it's too early to call it that because that similar thing happened with uh, Marathi uh, film industry too. Uh, when um, Killa, Shara, uh, then um, Sairat and Natasamrat Nata and all these films came out within a patch of three, four years, Deul and many other. Uh, people thought, okay, finally, um, Marathi film industry has um, changed for good. It has brought in the new light that has been missing for a long while. And if you see in last three years, what people made out of it was quite disastrous. Um, what they did uh, end up doing is that they, instead of uh, respecting the storytellers and the storytelling in it, uh, they started respecting the celebrities who came out of it. Mm. And uh, if that happens to us, if tomorrow people start calling us not for our storytelling but our face value, uh, then we are ruined. And that's right. something that we shouldn't do. Uh, nor should other like there are so many uh, people that have come through Bhadipa or have been influenced by Bhadipa and have started their own content and have seen a faster and a greater success than us. Uh, right. But they have already started compromising with their content. Uh, so if if that wake up alarm sort of doesn't ring on time, uh, then we are not sure if it will end up being a revolution. But right now, we are optimistic that this will change things. Uh, already, there is a very positive impact uh, on web creators for sure, like who are making series. Uh, first three years, we saw, like before we made our first long format series, we saw some terrible, terrible uh, content in Marathi. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that that happened before good content started coming out. Now, uh, whatever pitches that we are getting, we get a lot of pitches from younger people who want to like um, work through us. They are quite good. Like it's very difficult to out and out reject them. Right. Uh, of course, the, we have to make choice because we also are not like heavily funded company. Uh, the biggest, uh, that's where our middle class attitude comes from. We have right. a, ourselves out yet we are it's we, we work like we have a recurring account yeah i was gonna say you not everyone in the company is not purchasing teslas and this kind of thing right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, i got my like we got our first car uh, like a month back after working for seven years and that to like a small car not, not a big car so it's like we're going we we are going at a slow uh, pace and we take it easy you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After one last break, we'll come back and rejoin our conversation with Paula McGlynn and Sarang Sarthe. Stay tuned.
Hi, this is Chloe Flower, and you're listening to me on Ruckus Avenue Radio. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation with Sarang Sate and Paula McGlynn from the Bharatiya Digital Party. One thing that strikes me about that is the pace of this evolution, you know, like Marathi Natak and Natya Sangeet, whether it's Marathi cinema, whether it's Marathi art in general, and, and it's hard to lump this all into one, but is the pace of the of these evolutions now just, just speeding so much faster because there's so many, there's such a broad array of people who are doing this? Yeah. yeah, I think definitely because of the way the internet has evolved and the way that algorithms have been designed to help your content reach people who are specifically interested in that topic, that kind of um, content in general. It makes it, on one hand, it's very difficult sometimes to get started because there's such a huge competition. But if you find a niche and if you find something that is very genuine and works extremely well for you, you very quickly find a huge audience. Yeah. You know, Yashraj Mukhate is like a perfect example of that. Um, he recently, you know, just skyrocketed to fame after, you know, just remixing some stupid quotes from Big Boss. And right. and you wouldn't have thought that, you know, this, this guy, you know, just take off like this. He's, yeah. you know, a trained musician and, and all of that yeah. stuff. And, and yet this is, this is what really set him off. Or even if you take a look at um, what's happened in Hindi recently, I'm always shocked at sometimes how well the audience receives new things. Like the most recent example I can think of is this series called OK Computer, which okay. is on Hotstar. Yeah. And it's out there. It's it's really like even for, for me watching it, I was like, whoa, wow. you know, yeah. what are people gonna think when they watch this show? But it's the it's been the number one show in India for the last three yeah. two to three weeks running. And and we watched that show thinking like, I don't know if people are gonna get it and, and people get it. You know, it's 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 surprising. And then I think that once every once in a while someone does something which kind of sets a new bar and it the best thing about it is of course that's that's you know maybe some revolutionary cinema or storytelling or something doesn't matter what language it's in but it allows overall the general industry young creators who are just kind of coming into their own to see what's possible and then try to shoot for that and having those higher and higher standards or keeping on pushing boundaries is, is really important. And yeah. I hope that, you know, I, I think that the big thing for Marathi is that um, we know it, it can't just be us. <laughs> right. We definitely right. can't credit ourselves with being those people who are pathbreaking all of the time because we can't, you know, it's not, you can't sustainably keep doing that. And, and you need to just hope that whatever you've done, has inspired, you know, somebody else to do something even better. Is there ever a risk or even a counterbalance to having this content be in some ways, it's not just digital and it's accessible, but I wonder if it has the risk of becoming just so easily disposable, right? I mean, there's a fine line between great content and, you know, katsara for the most part, right? So, you know, it's, it's just, it's easy to digest. It's also just as easy to forget. 
ஒரு <laughs> decent stuff on instagram they got really upset that uh, this is how can this be content how can this can, uh, like sort of get you where we have been wanting to go for longest time in terms of reach popularity in terms of following and everything and suddenly one fine day government just bans tiktok and everything goes for a toss and yeah. everyone is leveled at one point now instagram is doing the same thing because they have changed into a tiktok sort of a platform and now all instagramers are at the same position mm. uh 5 years ago we were as youtubers at the same position so it's it's always changing ever changing yeah. what you need to be um focusing on is uh lambi bari khelna like how you can uh, survive there for a longest time keep on doing what you want to do uh, adjusting to the times and molding yourselves accordingly as you guys have now been doing this for 5 years and as you've grown in success and with the numbers and an audience have you found that there's a maybe an increased sense of responsibility for the content and like maybe earlier on you may have said hey you know who cares you know what whatever happens happens do do you find yourself more i wouldn't say concerned is the right word but more attentive to the impact it has and and does it change your content do you start talking about messaging a little bit and and even trying to be more informative of of that message yeah sort of uh, people look up to us for that like when the covid crisis started uh, everyone asked us like though we have a channel called vishay khol which they give passes on information uh, and bhatuba uh, so but everyone looked up to us saying that uh, these guys will provide us with information yeah. every day i get a message saying that my aunt needs uh, this medicine in nagpur if you can put up a post that will help us so of course as influencers you start uh, feeling more responsible as as you grow uh, but for that what we thought right from uh, beginning is that we'll have a separate source for it like yeah. instead of bhadipa continuously becoming a uh, messaging flat, flat platform or a platform which uh, talks about rights for people and gives information uh, keep entertainment at its place and have another platform for this this is how we try to balance it however we also try to um, sort of uh, slip in messages through our entertainment content too like yeah. um, people haven't uh, spoken about it and they haven't outraged about it and we are thankful about it but we have spoken about sexuality about drinking about what is god and things like that through our content with, without offending anyone yeah uh, so we have started doing that very intentionally uh we our first panel is about cops and one episode is about a cop going through depression for a day Yeah. so we are talking about mental illness uh, mental health awareness of cops yeah and uh, trying to keep it subtle and fun still uh, yeah. so that people don't um, get offended by it or think too much about it mm-hmm. it's 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 an interesting balance trying you know to 
to find, how do you find a compelling way to get your message across without, you know, shoving it down people's throats? Um, And I think that uh, some of the most effective um, things which have come out of it, which even I hadn't even considered until just last week, uh, we were chatting with Murunmai, who is Zui in INME. Yeah. And she was saying, you know how she is often approached by fans saying how great it is that we show her boyfriend Babu just being around all right. of the time and it just being a normal thing in the house. And and that instead of being like a oh, boyfriend, you know, like <laughs> it's almost like the indirect messaging that you can have probably have more impact than we think, right? When um, the the feedback through the feedback you get. Yeah, definitely. I think there's something to be said for just um, for something just being there and not right. having to address it directly. Right. It's in itself accepting a new idea. I, I think one of our uh, favorite achievements is that we did uh, promotions for this film called uh, Shubhamangal Zada Saudan, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a gay love story, uh, a wedding story of a gay couple. And uh, I went to promote that uh, film, and when we went, when she goes, uh, she gets really uh, offended by something, and they think that it's about their relationship, about their sexuality. And she said, like, no, you are planning a wedding, and you haven't done these these things. So after all, <laughs> like, if it's a mother, uh, for her the most important thing is planning the wedding right, whether Absolutely. it be a gay wedding or a straight wedding. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. The wedding should be right. That's so right. by that. What you do is that suddenly you humanize and you make it normal, um, uh, so that it doesn't like become the center of uh, conversation. Instead, the conversation is more about what is more important for the family. Yeah, uh, it's not whether your kid's sexuality is different; it's whether he's getting married in the right way or not. Right, so, right. Because <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the key, right? Uh, um, so that. So that's how we try to uh, slip it in and not a single uh, harsh comment. Of course, people were like, some people will say like, oh, now you are being Netflix, now you are being that, but that's fine. Uh, those couple of um, things will happen here and there. But most of the people got the point of it, that it's just a wedding. Like, don't make a fuss about it. Right. So, um, well, and, yeah. and I think, you know, in some ways that's, probably you know emblematic of so much right i mean just not to make a fuss about it absorb the content and um you know enjoy it you guys are constantly and as just you know as, as so many are you're faced with so many straddles uh, of tension between old and new and uh, traditional versus modern youth versus you know middle-aged or elders and and that kind of thing canadian versus indian i'll put that one in there too i mean you know, the idea of these creative tensions, what edge stories are still remaining to be told? Seemingly, stories are, are always being told and retold. But for, for Bharipa, what's kind of the some of the next areas of taking these tensions and, and again, making them so that they're digestible and, and that they're really enjoyable for your audiences? A couple of things, like maybe two, three things that I'm missing from our end. Uh, one definitely is young adult space. Uh, now we need to go back to that because I and me sort of grew up with the age. Yeah. Like 
has uh, it has been around for three four years now. It has grown up now. It's a grown up comedy. So I think we need to revisit that. We are trying to do that through June. Uh, the new show that it has been made by uh, kids below twenty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire cast and crew is below twenty six. Most of them are eighteen to twenty. So hopefully that will help us reconnect to the younger audience. Is one thing. Um, Secondly, we definitely, uh, as we had earlier mentioned in our interview, that we do want to uh, create an international show in Marathi. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and it is easily possible. We have watched uh, Narcos in Spanish. We have watched Money Heist in Spanish. We have uh, watched Dark in German, uh, and we have like. it has been made palatable for all of us right. so why not in marathi so uh, that's something that we definitely as content creators are missing in this thing and one for sure that we are going to and we are making all our efforts towards it in fact we are developing two shows back to back on the that lines is uh, women writers and women representation uh, we have that in office in our office um, thanks to one of our interns 3 uh, years back he gave us an insight that you know there is a uh, like a very soft brewing uh, bro culture in your office because there are seven men yeah. and three four women so that is going to happen just be aware about it yeah. and uh, paula and anusha being the founders and uh, they being more aware about it they we intentionally started hiring women more uh, we also end up uh, hiring lot of introverts people who can't speak up for themselves and what uh, it, like our office the first day when they come many of them don't even talk to us <laughs> and by the end of it it's difficult to like uh, get them off our backs right right so, yeah well there's so, uh, there's a lot of intent behind that and and fortunately it it hopefully breeds a lot of creativity and then eventually you know people start sharing yeah yeah and i think that um you know maybe outside of the bhadi bus space or something there's a couple of topics which we care a lot about which we would love to explore more and find nice ways to address it and hopefully a young adult space show will give us room to do it uh but talking about sex and sexuality is really important but most importantly sex in terms of a sex education kind of a space is something i think we would love to explore yeah. uh healthy conversations around it uh not sensationalizing not sensationalizing it, it and, and creating you know maybe some beautiful accessible content around that yeah which um, which even again with you can watch with your parents not being awkward about it and in fact having a discussion with them about it event yeah some something like that we would love to touch upon that and uh, and mental health those are two things which we we care a lot about and would love to uh use our platform to normalize conversations around these things but it's it's going to be a, a slow and steady process for sure well the slow and steady process is is going amazingly well and and we're all grateful for it um sarang and paula it's been terrific to to catch up with you both i hope you'll come back and join us again thank you yes, thanks thank so you much. so much of it it's been a real pleasure chatting with you and thanks thanks paula and sarang and you can catch jhum the latest web series from bharipa at bharipa.com if you wear a mask keep your distance wash your hands and get vaccinated let's hope you won't catch anything else So please everyone take great great care and stay safe and healthy. 
As always, you can catch us every Monday, Tuesday on Ruckus Avenue Radio through the Dash Radio app and wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at MyGoodFriend. You should know that every day is Earth Day, so please make sure to do something nice for our Matrubhumi and treat her with some respect. Till next time, I'm Abhay Dandekar. Hi, I'm Chef Sanjeev Kapoor. You're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio.